And we are back with Lisa Waters Lane in the studio. She comes each week with your garden questions. Just what are neighbors, what are your fellow gardeners talking about out in their gardens? And we try to share some of that knowledge. So welcome to the studio, Lisa. Thank you. Got a nice uh, glow about you. <laughs> lake glow. Lake glow, yes. Yeah, it's very beautiful up at the lake. The water is warm, as you can imagine. 82 so. degrees, 84. It depends on where you're at. 80s, <laughs> low 80s. Lake you, Powell. You definitely want to spend time in the water. Yep. That's why you're at the lake. Why That's would true. you go to the lake and not spend time in the water? Especially when it's bath water. It's beautiful. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It so was. very, very nice. Yeah. So kind of time away. Mm -hmm. Cell service is terrible up there. Page, Arizona does not have infrastructure there is no fiber optic to anywhere in there it's just kind of like I, they don't even have cell towers that look like pine trees those cheesy ones that go out there i, I don't even know where they have towers so but data's but terrible i've also been out in the middle of the lake and gotten a phone call so yeah. you know it's, it's something there <laughs> when it comes through garden questions what yeah. are people talking about in their gardens all right well first one is from diane they live in the clarkdale area and they're looking for a nice, fast-growing shade tree. Um, and they're looking at the uh, Frontier Elm or the Ornamental Plum. Wonder which one would be better? And do you have any other suggestions? Yeah, that's a great choice. So, uh, mm -hmm. so, so, so one she mentioned was a good shade tree. The other one is not. Ah. And so elm trees are... There's a wild elm that grows here, a Siberian or Chinese elm. They, they go by both names, same tree. Weedy, trashy disease-ridden, bug-ridden, but the new hybrid varieties that are cousins of that, so the Frontier, Alley, Princeton Elms, mm -hmm. these don't get the bugs, they don't get the disease, and they grow really fast. Mm -hmm. So around the downtown uh, uh, Prescott Courthouse, those are all elm trees, most, are a lot of those are elm trees. You know it does really well at any elevation. It would, it, it would love the Verde Valley down there in Clarkdale. It would, it would love that. And so go for that. Uh, purple leaf plum or ornamental plums, they're short trees. I mean, unless you're a dwarf <laughs> with a little tiny chair, it's not going to make a very good shade tree. So probably you want something that's above 30 feet. And so purple leaf plums are in that 20 foot. Yeah. I mean, it seems big for a patio. It'd be great for shading a patio. Mm -hmm. Out in the yard, playground set. Watching sunsets with the, you know, a patio, not ideal. Mm -hmm. So some other choices, though, for Diane, uh, the Verde Valley. You know, locusts are going to do really well. They take our heat. They take that wind. That wind funnels through that, that river area, just kind of gets ferocious sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so it, it would adapt really well to that. There's, there's honey locusts or golden locusts got purple robe locust. If it's got the name locust in it, you know it's going to be good. Mm -hmm. Big tree up to about 30 feet tall. Good shade tree. Umbrella shaped. Ash. Mm -hmm. There are some stunning ash trees up in Cottonwood, Clarkdale, uh, Camp Verde. It's beautiful. Ash trees are going to, so Raywood ash, Arizona ash, uh, Modesto ash. There any Ash is going to do really, really well. And a big shade tree. And what grows wild right down around you, sycamores. Mm -hmm. sycamores love that valley area they're going to adapt really well but those are one it'd be worthwhile diane coming over the hill visit trader joe's make your costco <laughs> run stop by waters garden center 
and come tour the, the shade trees. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a good time to plant one. So monsoons are coming. So you're already seeing them on the White Mountain area. Tucson's being hammered. Uh, coming back from the lake, Lake Powell, we got rain in Flagstaff and just outside of Page. So that's that north, what is that, northeast of Flagstaff was getting rain. So the rains are here. Time to plant. Another okay. planting season. So All right. Uh, next question is from Steve in Prescott. He used a weed killer decimate to kill out weeds in an area that he wants right, to put Steve. a uh, brick patio in. So the weeds are gone. He's ready to lay, but he wants to know, should he put a pre-emergent down, even though he's going to do fabric underneath it, should he also do a pre-emergent? And Steve just wants to go all Marine. He's probably a retired Marine. So just got to, I'm going to nuke the whole thing and nothing's going to, nothing. We will take over the beachhead. Uh, that's overkill. I don't think you need to do that much. So I think decimate is the best weed killer you can use in the mountains of Arizona. It's, it's way better than Roundup and way safer. It's going to cause tumors or third head to grow. doesn't have all those health issues. Yeah. It's like Roundup. I would not use Roundup. It's just too dangerous. I, I wouldn't use it. So, but decimate, I would, and it kills faster. Mm -hmm. So that killed off all the weeds. You're going to put fabric down, the probably a, a bed of sand. Then you're going to level it out. Then you lay your block. That's kind of the, the sequence to lane block. And hopefully it's level where the water will sheet at a 2% two, 2 grade away from your foundation. All those things that you've researched already, Steve. But I think the fabric, if you've killed off the weeds, that's going to do that's going to do it for you. You can. So in between the block, you're probably going to use some play sand or silicon sand or something to kind of lock all those block into place. It's a standard thing. Sometimes seed can come in and get into that sand and you'll have some weeds come up in between the block. They're not coming from under the block, under the fabric. They're coming because seed landed in that sand that locked the blocks together. And so they're very easy to deal with. So yeah. I, I, I think you're fine. Decimate was a great call. Mm -hmm. Don't need the weed and grass topper. Use that out near the fence line, down the driveway, mm -hmm. out between the rose beds. Because when the rains come, you're going to get tumbleweeds are going to be huge. Uh, so just use it there. Don't need it under your patio. Okay. Last question is from Amanda. So she has some petunias, big pots of petunias. Something's eating holes in them. Yeah. Leaves. Oh my gosh, it's time. She's looked and can't find anything, but something has to be there. What could it be? And what do you treat it with? So budworm, it's a little tiny caterpillar, as cute as could be. Maybe not even an inch long. And they love eating flowers. That's all they eat. Their diet is flowers, little tiny moth, laser eggs on your petunias, geraniums. Mm -hmm. What else they get on to? I mean, just on your flowers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They start, they like flowers. Yeah. And so they hatch and they start putting holes. Mm -hmm. Then eventually the entire flower is gone. And then you're going, it's just not, there's no flowers. All the buds are gone. What is going on? Budworm. Mm -hmm. Budworms like to eat the flower buds, but they'll also eat the entire flower but they're super easy to kill. So it's, it's, and you won't see them because when they eat a, let's say a purple petunia, they turn purple. They're eating a pink petunia, they turn pink. When they're turning, they're, they turn, they're the same color as a flower they're eating. It's, it's wild. It's why it's such a pretty caterpillar, but it is a caterpillar. And so you use BT. Mm -hmm. So we've got a spray here. It's completely organic. Your dog, your new puppy dog could go in and eat that flower right afterwards and be perfectly safe, or the birds can nest in that petunia, and they're going to be safe because it's organic. 
But if you're a caterpillar, if you start to digest that, you stop eating immediately. And usually that caterpillar will die, not from the spray, but just from starvation. They just get sick to their stomach and they stop eating and they just drop, they vaporize. It's very gratifying as a gardener. It's, if you want to take out caterpillars, that's a good way to do it. BT, it's a liquid. You spray the flowers, the foliage. Doesn't matter if you hit the caterpillar, just spray the flowers. Mm -hmm. They're going to come out in the morning because they're worried about being eaten by birds and praying mantis and other predators. They're going to come out early and start eating. They're going to digest some of this spray and then they're going to stop. They're going to, your, your flowers will stop eating. Now fertilize right afterwards with flower power. It's a liquid fertilizer that we have. Mix it up in a watering can. And literally, if you take the pressure off from the caterpillars and you give it some a high flowering fertilizer food, literally that plant will be covered. I mean, just glorious within two weeks. It'll just be beautiful. Look at your geraniums because I've had them on our geraniums do the same thing. In fact, I would just spray them as a preventative. If you've had budworms, you're going to have budworms again. Just spray them Definitely. as a preventative if you've got flowers, if you want to keep them blooming. Flower power every couple of weeks. You've got lots of season left. Great questions this week. What is that? Diane, Steve, and who's the last? Amanda. Amanda. Thank you. Great questions. Be right back after this.